That's what a pitch is. A pitch is just trying to convey your information to their understanding. That's it. Now, the problem is, is transforming that knowledge into someone else's understanding is a very difficult process and it doesn't happen instantly. Plug into the minds of the world's cutting edge innovators, visionaries, and thought leaders, rewriting the rules of high performance at work. It's your time to make an impact. I am your host, Jason Campbell, and this is Superhumans at Work, a Mind Valley podcast. Hi, everybody. This is Jason Mark Campbell. Welcome back to Superhumans at Work. We're not going to waste some time today. We're going to talk about the three minute rule for pitching to get your ideas across, to get yourself into communicating what you want. Is this really the time that you need? Is there anything more to it? And I want to dig into this. Brad Pinvidic is actually a producer, director, speaker, author, coach, host. He is the founder CEO of Envelop Entertainment. And this man has pitched so many ideas and so many shows when it comes to big publication companies for movies and shows. He is going to be here to talk about the three-minute rule, which is the title of his best-selling book, where it's all the details of a simple, straightforward system that's helped hundreds from Fortune CEOs, 100 to PTA presidents using a top-level Hollywood storytelling technique and allow you to simplify your message and pitch your business or your product or service in three minutes or less. We're going to dive deeper into his story and a couple of the things that he's worked on that you might be familiar with, such as why I'm not with Brant Pinvidic or why I'm not on Facebook or why I'm not on Pokemon Go. We're going to go into the story of what these things are. Brant, welcome to the show. It's such a pleasure to have you. Very excited to be here and dive in. Love that. Now, intro. I should take you on the road with me. Oh, that's okay. You know, I'm always available for hire. I'll give you a three minute pitch. I love it. <laughs> now, I love your story because you, you know, you went into discovering this methodology because you were squeezed in a meeting between two very prominent individuals. And I'd love to maybe kick it off from there. How did you get started with this three minute idea? It's really what we used to talk about in the development office, right? About like when you're making a, a development sizzle reel to pitch an idea it would always, you'd want the tape to be about three minutes. That was sort of the range because if you're watching it with a network president and it goes longer than that, you start to feel the tension in the room. And so that was kind of an always an editing trick that we would always use. Even in a show, you're trying to resolve scenes in those first three minutes to move on to the next scene. But I didn't really notice it in a pitching and presenting style until I was at CBS and Simon Cowell walked out of the pitch room before me. And he comes up and says, hi, and big smiles. And I'm dreading this, thinking, oh, my God, I got to go and follow Simon Cowell into this room. This sucks. And as we're chatting, he's looking over my shoulder, and he gets this big smile. And I turn around, and there's Mark Burnett walking in, right? At the time, I was a very, very junior producer. And even today, I'm still as small to them as I was then. It was glaring how bad this was going to be, right? And so we're all jibber-jabbering and chatting, waiting to call in, and I'm just sweating, like aching. And I remember like, how am I going to impress the network president after this? And I remember just getting this sort of wave of panic and be like, I just got to get into this meeting and get out of here as fast as possible. Like, I'm just going to get them the idea and get out of here. And we came in, he sat down and I could feel at the time, I think it was Ken Maynard, his name was the head of CBS at the time. And I could just feel the, all right, what the hell, what do you got? Like, that's the way he wanted to say it. He's like, whatever. Okay, who are you again? What did, you know, like that was his, I could feel that, right? I never felt it like that before, but I could feel it that day. And I was just like, okay, here's what the show is. Here's how the show works. It's good for CBS. And here's what it's going to cost. We were in and out of that meeting from the time we walked through the door and small talk and chitter jabber and agents and the whole thing in less than nine minutes total in and out. 
And this is normally a 40 minute meeting as we do. And we end up selling the show. And I remember my agent was like, that was an amazing pitch. And I was like, really? Cause I didn't say anything other than. And so I started to develop that strategy where it's like, okay, well, I'm just going to do that. I'm not going to waste any other words other than here's what the show is. Here's how the show works. Here's why we think it's good for you. Here's what it's going to cost. Basically has how we produce it. Right. I started to get this reputation of having these great pitches. And I was like, I'm not working very hard. You know what I mean? Like I'm not doing anything overly special other than not wasting people's time and overselling. And so it just developed that strategy. And I realized that over the course of the development, I started to simplify everything. And that just changed fundamentally how I pitched things. And when I had to simplify it, it opened the doors to everything. And I got the reputation of being one of the best pitch executives in Hollywood. And really there was not a lot of creativity of these pitches other than the creativity of simplifying to three minutes. Now, I find Which that should be 20 because, years to learn, by the way. You know, most people are thinking, wow, you know, with experience, you should be actually presenting more data, more facts. Is this just something of our generation where like we just have less long attention span? Or has this just been something that we should have instinctively been doing all the time? And if so, why is it that we feel compelled to do these 40-minute presentations? There's two parts to that. The reason why we feel compelled to do longer presentations and say so much is because everything in our mind is perfectly clear. You understand your idea and what you do so well, and you want other people to see it the way you see it. That's what a pitch is. A pitch is just trying to convey your information to their understanding. That's it. Now, the problem is, is transforming that knowledge into someone else's understanding is a very difficult process, and it doesn't happen instantly. So information dumping on people is where the biggest problem is because you think that all the context you have and all the value you place on every element, they should see that as well. That's why sometimes you pitch me like, oh, they just didn't get it. I can't believe they didn't understand it. And it's like, yeah, it's because you laid it out wrong, right? You need to lead people through. The truth is our attention span is shrinking astronomically, but it's not what people think, right? And I do this on stage a lot, but you know, they think it's smartphones or the social media or the, so the dumbing down of our society. And it's actually not that at all. The studies show it's very clearly the complete opposite is that we focus more intensely than we ever have before in human history. And basically, if I give you my precious attention, I want value and I want it right now. And I will not allow you to, to hold my attention unless you give me something that I value. And so what happens is, is that people have lost the ability and the confidence in what they do to simply lay out the information in a way that holds people's attention so they can get as much information before your audience makes their initial yes or no question. And the people listening right now in the chat, go ahead. Tell me I'm wrong. How many times have you heard somebody pitch or present you something and you know the answer yes or no in the first minute? How about the first 30 seconds? Don't lie. How about the first 10 seconds? Soon as someone starts speaking their first line, you're like, yeah, I don't want to do this. Poor bastard's been working on his idea for a year and you didn't even give him 10 seconds. Okay. Oh, hey, let's simplify your message just down to three minutes, right? This is really about, can you hold off your audience making a yes or no decision for as long as possible. The longer you hold that off, the more information you can give them. And if you give them valuable information, they'll be making a yes or no decision in that initial stage on some valuable information. And if you do it right, incredibly well, weave it with a story, follow my structure, you might be able to get people to listen to you for three minutes before they're like, yeah, yes or no. And that's the key. That's where this really goes is I show people how to structure a pitch and a presentation in a very clear way so that you can lead your audience piece by piece so that their initial decision is kind of like, I'm kind of into this. 
And so that gives you the chance to then dump all your other information on them later. Yeah, I think we often forget that there's going to be supporting material, right? Like you even look at these episodes like Shark Tank or anything where there's like a pitching involved. If they're not doing it correctly, you talked about the information dump. It's almost like if I give them more information, maybe they'll actually try to see the vision oh, that I have. But really, that's not being efficient. That's being a little lazy because the shorter the presentation, the more you need to be thoughtful of every single word that you say. Let's talk about this structure. So is there a specific structure that you walk people through for that three minutes? Yeah. And what would that look like? Yeah. And the book really, it's filled with fun story. Ha, huh, Hollywood's cool. Yep. It's got all that, but really it is a, almost a manual. Like you want to pitch something, here's exactly how to structure it. So I use what's called the WAC method, W-H-A-C. And those are the four pillars of a pitch in order. The W is what? The H is how? The A is, are you sure? And the C is, can you do it? So it's what is the idea? Now, this is some people have a lot of trouble with this. I want you to tell me what it is. Then I want you to tell me, how do you actually do that? Then once you've done that, can you verify that? Are you sure about that is the sort of verification, right? And then can you do it is, is this actually viable for you? Are you the one to deliver it? How much does it cost? When is it going to be there? When is it available? All that kind of stuff. But human beings make decisions in three very distinct sections. First, we conceptualize it. Then we contextualize it. Then we actualize on it. I have to understand what it is. If I decide, and it doesn't matter, you're going to decide whether you're going to kill your husband tonight or whether you're going to wear a fancy dress, the same decision process. It's like, okay, what is it? Oh, I'm, I'm going out tonight dancing. Okay, that's what I'm doing. So I'm going to look for a dress that, then you're looking for how. Okay, well, I want it to move this way. I want this kind of color. It's going to be dark. Then you have that contextualization of what the idea is, then it's actualized. Okay, which of these dresses do I have hanging right now that's clean, ready to go? The WAC method walks you through all that. The W, what is it? Then it's how do you actually do that? That's the two main things. Your brain then goes, okay, now I want to verify that. Now I want to see that in real life or I want to know that that's real. Are you sure about that? And then it's like, okay, now what is it in the reality? Again, what does it cost? How long have you been doing? Do you have the copyright? Is your IP protected? When can we order this? How do we work together? A pitch goes like this. I am a personal trainer for Hollywood actors training for major roles. It's like, okay, I get it. One line, you understand what this guy does, right? Then it would be, how do you do that? I move in with the actor for 90 days prior to the role and work with them day in and day out. Okay, I don't have to say another word. You could go to your friend and they could go to their friend and they could go to their friend and everybody would understand. None of that's going to get lost in translation. That's how you simplify a message. And if you ask somebody, what do you do? And they're like, I am a personal trainer who trains Hollywood actors for major movie roles. I move into their house 90 days before the role and I work with them day in and day out on exercise and diet. Okay, now you understand it. Now I say, I worked with Vin Diesel. I trained The Rock. I worked with Mark Wahlberg. I booked up six months in advance. I cost $15,000 a month. Uh, okay. Is there a lot left to pitch? No. Hey, everybody that listens to Superhumans at Work, know that all of these episodes are recorded with a live studio audience. Mind Valley members get a chance to join these sessions with the author themselves while we record these sessions. And at the end of every show, they actually get to participate in a Q&A session as well. 
If ever you're interested in joining Mindvalley All Access and become a member yourself, you'll get access to all the incredible courses from Mindvalley and so much more to be involved with Superhumans at Work, the Mindvalley podcast, and all the other incredible features when you become a member. We are disrupting the way that education works for the 21st century, and we want you to be a part of it. Go to mindvalley.com forward slash superhuman so you can learn more about this incredible offer, which will cost you less than $2 a day. That's mindvalley.com forward slash S-U-P-E-R-H-U-M-A-N. Now that's called the information phase, those four pillars. I've given you the information. I've told you what to do. Now, if you want to talk further, we go into what's called the engagement. Engagement can last six hours, six days, six months. It doesn't matter. But now you're asking me questions because you want to know, but you have all the context. You have the concept and you know what to do to actualize it. It's now because all together. And I could do this a million times. And that is the structure you want to use. And one of the other big things that's been going on now is I teach a lot about confidence and how to do that. This goes hand in hand. The more words you use in your pitch, the less confident you will appear. Only somebody who has actual confidence in what they do uses simplified phrases because they don't oversell. And if I gave you that pitch as a personal trainer and that pitch would not even last a minute, you would be begging to have me come train you. Whereas if I spent 15 minutes explaining to you all the kinesiology that I use and you'd think I was full of shit. Isn't that a weird it's, human behavior? You would think that, hey, the more details you have, we should be able to trust this person, but it works in the no, complete opposite complete direction. Complete opposite. I'll tell you a funny story. I don't tell this a lot, but it's so funny that I was just like, I can't believe it. I'm a little embarrassed, but it's just hilarious. So a very prominent actor friend of mine wanted me to meet one of his investor friends that he works with, this Korean billionaire guy. And he's like, hey, we started this company. He's looking for investors. You'd be perfect to help him out. We should chat. We get on the phone. They're going to make N95 masks. Now, this is back in like May when everything was ramping up. And he was like, yeah, we're going to make N95 masks from South Korea, my family, blah, blah, blah. They're high tech, fancy masks. We can make them pretty cheap. His plan was well, they're going to ship the huge manufacturing machines from South Korea on these big boats and set them up in LA and make N95 masks in LA. Okay, how much money are you raising? Oh, I don't know. I'm not sure. Like maybe 2 million, maybe 6 million, like somewhere in that range, I'm not 100% sure. Oh, okay. And what's the structure going to be like for the investor that they put money in? Um, you know, I might do it as a promissory note. I'm, I'm not hundred percent sure. So I have to think about how I'm going to put that together. Okay. Like, do you have a deck I could see and like the details? Uh, no, I haven't put that together yet. Um, I, I just haven't had a lot of time. I mean, I have one of the masks from South Korea. It's in, so it's, a, it's in Korean, so you won't be able to read it, but you know, we could talk about that. And that was it, like nothing. And he's like, you know, you should put a quarter million dollars in and, and we'll, we'll have you come on and you come on the board. It'll be really good. Now I swear to God, I damn near took out my checkbook. Because at the end of the day, the only person who would ever get on a phone call with me and pitch something like that with no details is a billionaire who doesn't give a flying F whether I invest or not. He couldn't care less. And so he wasn't interested in convincing me. He was just like, yeah, I'm going to do this. You either want in or you don't. And I was so drawn to that because every other idea I hear is like, beg, 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 please, 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 promise, 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 big, big claim, big, big claim. You know, and it's like, oh, right. This guy doesn't need my money. That's the guy you want to give your money to. Now, my wife would not have killed me if I had done that. So I didn't. And they did sell more than a million masks. So I probably should have jumped in. But 
that just illustrates how if you simplify it and you don't overstate it, you will convey confidence that everybody else in the world is struggling to do now. It will be like a screaming loud voice of not saying anything. It's amazing. This is amazing. The more I think about that, it also exposes the dark side of this methodology because you know, this is why people love or fall in love with con artists and why they're successful is they can understand how powerful it is to have less information in moving mountains and convincing a lot of people. Like, obviously yeah. now I'm listening to this from your perspective. And when I hear this, like, I'm sure everybody might've realized as well being like, wow, that didn't sound very quote unquote legit. But yet when you're in the moment of it and you put into context that, Hey, there's a billionaire, of course, they don't have that information. They're moving quickly. Like these are the kind of tools that people use to manipulate people as well. Yeah. So and by the way, I didn't invest with them. It didn't work, but I'm just saying like from a perspective of, I had incredible confidence that this guy, he was not trying to sell me. Right. And just that alone made me want to be involved. And so I'm not saying you should act like that. I'm not saying you should use any of those phrases. Obviously not. No, but I love here we I'm have just, a, one of our members of Mind Valley saying sounds like fire festival. <laughs> it's a very powerful thing. And someone in the chat also said something about the bios and stuff. And it's a very good point. And I use this all the time on stage. Do you have any idea how many people have graduated from Harvard now? Like in our society? It's so many people. It's not special anymore. And so I get people decks and they have this entire thing about their bio and their history of Harvard. It's like, I don't care. And nobody else cares because everybody went to Harvard. Yeah. Oh, Yale. Oh, whatever. Like Stanford. Sure. MIT. Like, I don't care. Like everybody's smart. Everybody's got good backgrounds. They'll do the same thing with like, they'll put people on their advisory board. Oh, you have really smart people on their advisory board. They've done really great things. So what? So does everybody else. Like, guess what? That's the price of admission today. Nobody cares. It's like, what do you do? Really? How do you do that? Great. Can you actually validate that? Okay. How do we get involved? That's it. That's what people want to know. And the bonus I, is it does make you sound more confident. I absolutely love it. And I think for a lot of people that are listening in, you know, I wanted to bring that dark side a bit because I would want to make sure that anybody who understands this power is using it for good. And I know if you're listening to this and you're being a superhuman at work, you are coming in from a great place. And now you can understand the tool that is necessary for you to use to be able to get that idea put across. If you want to have a project approved at work, the same methodology is exactly what you need to apply. If you're an entrepreneur and you want to pitch to a new client, new proposal, this is the same methodology. If you're doing any kind, I mean, is this even so something you can use when you want to approach a partner for a life partner in a romantic relationship. <laughs> I mean, all the time, I talk about this all the time. It goes against the grain. Story I use on stage, how in the turn of the century, Niagara Falls froze. And this raging torrent of smashing rapids of billions of gallons smashing below just freezes. 5,000 people live in Niagara about at the time. And three in the morning when it froze, they were jarred out of their beds, stunned walking the streets in disbelief because the sound of the silence of the falls was the loudest thing they had heard in years. Their ears were ringing with silence because they tuned out the rage of the falls, right? And in today's world with clickbait and click funnels and marketing and promos and Facebook ads and all that stuff is a raging rapid torrent of waterfall of who gives a crap. And people just tune it out. And when you speak plainly and simply and don't over explain, they will just be drawn to that. It's amazing the power of that. 
I'll talk it all the time when I'm training a CEO. It's like, how would you explain your business to a seven-year-old? You're not dumbing it down, but you would just be like, yeah, here's what it is. I don't know what to explain to you. Like if I was going to pitch you on how I produce television shows or what I do in television shows, I wouldn't run through my resume and like try to convince you. It's like my resume speaks for itself. I know how to produce a TV show. If you wanted to do so, like, this is what we do. Like I wouldn't have to sell you because that's what I do. I don't sell people. You want to buy the book? Buy the book. You don't want to buy the book? That's fine too. It will show you how to pitch your idea in less than three minutes. It's a big bestseller. You're less likely to buy it the more I talk about it. End of story. Like that's just the way the world is. People want what moves away from them. And money's like that too. If you're trying to raise money, money wants what moves away from it. It is repelled by anything that chases it. Life's like that. Brent, this was a fantastic conversation. The concepts are so simple, so actionable. And for everybody who's listening into the podcast, you'd want to go and pick up a copy of the three-minute rule so you can learn about the WAC method as a recap for exactly what we talked about today is when you go into pitch, it's not about over-talking and over-speaking because this actually gets people to disconnect and makes you look less confident. Instead, you want to focus on this WAC method, which is what is it? How does it work? Are you sure? And can you do it? As Brandt explained, the way we process information is first we conceptualize, then we contextualize, and finally we actualize. And when you walk through this framework, you get to touch on every stage of how things are being processed as human beings. He has done it in the television production industry, which is one of the most competitive places to pitch. And this framework can be applied to any industry. And so when you go through this method, you'll realize that you don't need to speak more, you speak less. You get more to the point and you speak to exactly what people are looking to hear. And when you follow this framework, you'll have more success in getting what you want when you ask it from other people. Definitely pick up the book so you can hear more stories and more specifics on how you can apply this framework into your life. I think it's a powerful framework. I know I'm walking away looking at how I do interviews, how I do pitches, how I do webinars, how I do anything online or offline by using the same method. I think it's extremely powerful. So Brant, thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing these ideas. We had our live audience here that we're going to continue through yeah. our Q&A function. And so if you want to be part of the Mind Valley tribe, make sure you go to mindvalley.com forward slash superhuman so you can join these live conversations. And if you're listening to this podcast, of course, thanks for subscribing, leave a review if you have a chance and keep being superhuman. Once again, everybody, thanks for tuning in to Superhumans at Work. I'm very grateful for all of you who tune in on a regular basis, listening to these amazing interviews with these guests that I get to find. Now, if you're subscribed to the show, definitely leave us a review if you can and share it with friends so that we can spread the message and get more people to be able to learn of these fantastic ideas that they can bring in their everyday life. And these episodes, of course, are brought to you by Mindvalley. When you go to mindvalley.com forward slash superhuman, you get to discover the transformational education that we get to deliver where we bring the best technology, the best teachers, and ensure that it teaches you what leads to a truly incredible life. Thanks again for tuning in and watching the show. And until next time, stay superhuman. My name is Jason Campbell, and this is Superhumans at Work, a Mind Valley podcast. 